The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables. Welcome back to the second hour of the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa. And during the first hour, we had an opportunity to hear from former governor of New Jersey and administrator of the EPA under President Bush, Christy Todd Whitman. As you heard, Whitman is an enthusiastic supporter of nuclear energy, but... Here's my question this hour. Is nuclear power a good idea if we don't have any plan for spent radioactive rods, which 104 plants are producing approximately every 180 days? We may be able to kick the can down the road when it comes to the fiscal cliff, but harmful radioactive material doesn't lend itself to our current kick the can down the road mentality. I, I want to be careful here, and I'm, I, and I'm not an alarmist, but today we are temporarily storing these rods at 104 locations throughout the United States while we wait for Washington to decide what in the world to do with all this nuclear waste. Now, let's think about this. Let's just take a moment here. That's an awful lot of potential targets for terrorists. What's more, uh, many people are not aware that a weather incident like Hurricane Sandy was enough to cause three nuclear reactors in the storm's path to be completely shut down. The fact is, following the damage the tsunami did to the Fukushima plant in Japan, the Japanese government has announced plans to phase out all nuclear plants by 2040. Let me just say that again. The Japanese government has announced plans to phase out all nuclear power by 2040. In their view, the risk simply is not worth it. Cheap energy and jobs be damned. The Japanese are done with nuclear energy. On the other hand, the Chinese and French and Canadians have plans to build more than 100 additional plants. So what do you think? Is nuclear old technology? Should we race ahead even with no plan for the waste? Or should we take a lesson from the Japanese whose economy has been beaten down for decades and who have decided to move forward without nuclear? And what about solar and wind and these other technologies? Are they dead? What about all those green jobs that we were going to create and and compete in the world? We were going to be known as the as the leaders in green technology and whatever happened to that dream um maybe you have some thoughts about that during this hour well let's take a call from colonel terry we haven't heard from him for a while welcome to the program colonel well hi rebecca how are you doing i'm doing well and busy and i you're doing well it's good to hear you again uh let me first of all say i i encountered christy todd whitman when she was at the epa many years ago it's getting to be in washington 
and she was a fantastic EPA administrator, as the record demonstrates, and so forth, and a good government, competent government Republican. Which explains why she's not around. (laughs) Which explains Uh, why, why they don't like her as a Republican anymore. I'm sorry, my dear? Well, that explains a lot why a lot of Republicans don't like her anymore. Uh, well, that's true, but you know they're narrow-minded, and they've had their their they've been indoctrinated with with preposterous framing, which is contrary to the actual history, fact, and logic. But more importantly, uh, she deserves high accolades. I'm I'm astonished she still remains in the Republican Party because George W. Bush and Cheney treated her so horribly, as did the Republican at uh, for a while majority in the House and the Senate, including Gingrich and others. Um, her, her comments about nuclear power, I think I want to correct your view. I heard her say she supported the small modular reactor, not the large, super humongous, dangerous ones like uh, San Ofri and elsewhere that are going to cause problems with earthquakes as well as other disasters. Um, a fully informed view by nuclear scientists as a group a large contingent would tell you that we as a species cannot be trusted with nuclear power. It's too risky and too dangerous, as Fukushima, uh, as Three Mile Island, and others are, have demonstrated and will assuredly demonstrate in the, in the future. We are running plants into the 40th year point that were designed to last 20 years. Mm-hmm. In addition to the terrorist problems and related things, um, it's it's... It's too dangerous. We should transition if we care about really protecting the future. I, I'll agree with her that the small modular reactor might be safer, especially if the new... Well, if they can the, get these uh, small modular uh, reactors to be almost a, an appliance, you know, that would be delivered turnkey and well, had all the all the and, safety... And size, community yeah. size. And, and yeah, community size, because then when you have a problem, you have a much smaller problem. You don't have a problem like Fukushima. This is true. You know, uh, so I, I there's, there's something about there's something about the small distributed system that I like so much. And by the way, I'm a big advocate of small distributed systems for all types of power. Uh, I, I, for example, think about the the risk if a reservoir fails, as opposed to if everyone in the in the t- nearby town that depends on that reservoir collected the water that they needed in a cistern. Or a well of some type. When you have distributed systems, you have automatic redundancy built in, typically. And so, Absolutely. you know, you, you're not waiting for some cataclysmic event to occur where all everything fails because you were dependent on a centralized system. So there's something about distributed systems that I really like. And I, I haven't looked into, I admit, I haven't looked into and I haven't studied distributed nuclear systems because it was just too far off the off my imagination for me to imagine to, to even think of it. But there's something I really do actually like about it. Well, as your book points out, and I would urge people to buy your book, it contains a good deal of wisdom. (laughs) Well, thanks for the plug there. I appreciate it. I respect it highly. (laughs) My last comment to you, Rebecca, is I'm disappointed that you did not ask her directly, speaking of bad government, corrupt people, why Bush and Cheney removed her as the EPA administrator when she was doing such an excellent job of protecting all of us in our collective environment. Well, uh, that's a that's a story in and of itself. Uh, it, there was a great deal of controversy when she resigned, and she did resign and step down from her post. 
Uh, it had a lot to do with uh, some studies that she had put together regarding the effect climate change would have on each individual state. Yes, and the fact, recognizing reality. Right. And the which, fact is, is that at that time, uh, Cheney was pushing very hard for uh, certain leniency on pollution standards. Uh, they wanted to allow certain uh, kinds of pollution to um, be permitted by corporations and by manufacturers, uh, which were in violation of the Clean Air Act. And uh, Christie uh, said we have to support the laws and the, and the Clean Air Act, uh, you know, needs to be upheld. And there was a definite difference of opinion between Christie, the head of the EPA at that time, uh, over whether uh, this was uh, in violation of the Clean Air Act. And uh, she felt that clearly it was. And she resigned on principle. And uh, you don't have a lot of people resigning on principle these days. So I'm glad you brought that up, Terry. I and mean, that was a very, very good point. You're right. I didn't go there because I really felt our hour would be hijacked by talking about Cheney and Bush and I really didn't want to go there I really wanted the program to be uh, to to communicate information about these distributed nuclear systems and also um, whether nuclear energy is safe or not safe and what's happened to our uh, this alleged national uh, energy policy that we keep talking about putting on the table and we never did. You know, we sent one of the finest physicists I know, Stephen Chu, who used to head up a Lawrence Livermore Laboratories right here in California into Washington, D.C., and if anybody could have gotten the job done, I was uh, myself personally very optimistic when Stephen Chu was uh, allowed to, um, uh, you know, become the Secretary of Energy. Uh, to me, that was just, you know, the one of the greatest signs that we were going to move forward in a uh, scientific way and, uh, and, you know, not follow fear and superstition as we so often do. But unfortunately, that is not what happened, and Stephen Chu was not able to get done what I know that he personally wanted to do when he accepted the position. So thanks again, Terry, for calling in. And uh, when we get, come back on the other side of the break, we'll take more of your calls. You're listening to the Costa Report. Now here's something to think about. If we're having the same problems in the United States that every other country is struggling with, then are these problems really domestic issues? At what point do we wake up and say, hey, if it's happening to everyone, it means it's happening to our species. That's why I'm asking you to read the Watchman's Rattle, because when you do, you'll see that the very idea that there are domestic and international threats is a myth. All of the problems we face today, problems like unemployment, debt, climate change, terrorism, nuclear proliferation, even the spread of pandemic viruses involve other nations. So please take a moment to pick up the Watchman's Rattle. It's a perspective you'll not find anywhere else, and it offers us solutions you won't find anywhere else. Get the Watchman's Rattle. Do it now. You'll be glad you did. Are you looking for fresh, creative, and healthy ideas to bring to your table? Hi, I'm Amy Tobin, a cookbook author and culinary expert. 
Dole makes it easy to eat the right foods with their wide selection of salad blends and all-natural salad kits. Whether it's Sunday night family dinner or a lunchtime indulgent with your favorite salad ingredients, let your culinary imagination soar with more than 30 varieties of salad blends that range from sweet and subtle to zesty and bold. For the ultimate in fresh convenience, try Dole's all-inclusive salad kits with farm-fresh lettuces, crunchy vegetables, and all-natural Dole specialty dressings and toppings. To learn more about Dole salads and for inspiring recipe ideas, visit dole.com slash salads or like Dole Salad Guide on Facebook. With so many delicious and convenient choices, it's easy to find nutritious inspiration with Dole salads. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-960-7761. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-960-7761. That's 1-800-960-7761. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. And in these times of stressed economy, in these times of stressed health care, I want to talk to you about a business opportunity. Longevity is expanding very rapidly. We're now publicly traded. We're acquiring new companies almost every year. And it's very exciting. In the last 10 years, we've acquired 22 companies and we're now publicly traded. And when you get into the Longevity system and you become a student of our business, when you raise yourself through the ranks, we give you stock options. We give you car bonuses. That's right. You get stock options and car bonuses. How good is that? We reward you with cruises. We reward you with all kinds of stuff. And in addition, we will pay you an obscene amount of money. That's right. You can make an obscene amount of money when you work with the Longevity system. So I urge you to contact your Longevity associate and say, okay, tell me about this business thing that Dr. Wallach was talking about. And you'll be glad you did. Doc is right on. Nothing beats earning your income from your own business. With Longevity, it's easy. Go to kscoteam.com, join for a low one-time fee of $10, and let us show you the way. Ah, come on now. You know you want to call the station and be on the program today. The number is 831-479-1080. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa. And if you're just joining us, we were talking to Colonel Terry, who was a little disappointed that I didn't ask Christy Todd Whitman during the first hour about her resignation as administrator of the EPA under Bush. But, you know, that subject has been more than covered. And what I was really interested in was what's happening to our nation's energy policy. And clearly, we just don't even have one. I mean, how about you? Are, are you going to get busy worrying about this again when gas hits 10 bucks a gallon or 20 bucks a gallon? It, we're so predictable, really. It, it's practically like we have all these issues on a lazy Susan. And every morning, the media goes zing and, and twirls the lazy Susan around. And they go, okay, today it's guns. And, you know, three months from now, it'll be North Korea. And six months from now, it'll be energy policy. You know, uh, look, we can predict this. Middle to end of summer, 
All right, everybody get your calendars out. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. Middle to end of summer, energy will come up again. Everybody will be taking their vacations, load their RVs up, and they'll be complaining that gas prices went up. I'm, I'm, I'm going on record right now, and I'm saying gas prices will go up before the end of the summer. And we'll be back talking about energy again. And then after that, let's see, I think we kicked the can 90 days down the road for the fiscal cliff. So that's about ready to come up in the summer again. So we'll be back on that. Boy, you know, the media is just so totally predictable. We could line up all these subjects and pretty much lay them out on the calendar, don't you think? <laughs> let's find out from Malcolm. Malcolm, what do you think? Am I wrong? Yeah, absolutely right. But, but let me just say, there's a... There's a um, uh, Radio announcer who's on on the line, I forget his name. He just recently did a documentary called The Big Sky, Big Money. I don't know if you 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 uh, heard about that. It, was, it recently came out this year. No, what's the documentary about? Well, it's about what you're talking about. It's about how the government is dysfunctional and why, particularly around environmental issues. And essentially, the short version is that it said basically one that. All the scientists all agree that there is global warming. But the problem is that everybody gets shut down in the Congress and in the House because, you know, the politicians are all, you know, on the take with the uh, lobbyists. So essentially, even though everybody knows that that's what we should do, and the people say that's what we should do, when it gets to Washington, there is nobody to carry that to, to a bill because... If you do, you will lose your job. Let me ask you a question. Uh, okay, so Malcolm, I hear what you say. I, I want to ask you a question, all right? Yeah. All right. Do you know anybody in your life that's not motivated by money? No. Do you? I mean, there's some. There's some. I mean, I, I, met, I met the Dalai Lama, and I met a number of other people who are not motivated by money. But, you know, so so, so I, I agree. I have met people who cannot be bought right. and whose goal in life is not to become wealthy is to actually do things for the greater good that's right so if there's if you and i can agree that we've met those people right. my question to you is why don't we elect those people we do we really do. well where are they the problem, then okay okay the, the problem is i mean if you go back and you start to look at the record, you'll see that on both Democrat and Republican, there are good people who have done good things. Okay, so there are people in Washington, according to you, there's people in Washington who are not controlled by big lobby, who are not motivated by money, who want to work on behalf of the greater good. Is that right? Yeah, let me get a real clear analysis, a real clear analogy. You see in the movie 12 o'clock high. Now, your phone line's really bad. Okay, are you speaking into your receiver? Yes. Okay, all right. Go ahead. So have you seen the movie 12 o'clock high? Yeah. Okay. Well, in that movie, at one point, everything goes bad, right? Yes. Until the people come together and make a break. Well, right now, we are going through a time that started 30 years ago, and everything is going bad. But the people are coming together. And in terms of what's going to happen in the future, I think the American people are tired. And they're going to start not voting for people. Well, they've already started not voting. Look, they've already started not voting. That's already happened.
Now, uh, unfortunately, your phone line so so uh, distorted. I, I hated to do that to you, Malcolm, but uh, you know I'm getting all kinds of hand signals from my engineer that that they really can't hear you on that fo- on that particular phone line. But let me put it this way: if you and I know people who are not motivated by money and who can be trusted to act on behalf of the greater good, then that means that there are, that those people exist. So let's just start there. If those people exist, then that means that we can find them and we can elevate them and we can send them to Washington, D.C. to act on our behalf. Isn't that right? But we don't do that. And I don't know why we do that. Or, and this is the scarier alternative, we do and they get to Washington, D.C. and something happens to them. It's like kryptonite to Superman. They get to D.C. and it's like a big globule of kryptonite is there and they feel their superpowers are weakening every day. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not right. Maybe that's not the right analogy. What do you think, Craig? Good afternoon, Rebecca. Good afternoon. Well, uh, I'd like to commend you on your excellent choice of a guest today. She seemed to be quite knowledgeable on there. She was neither way off to the environmental terrorist left or into the hard uh, right that anything you do is okay. She's about as solid as they come. She's pretty logical. Yeah, she did a good job of describing uh, the nuclear uh, end there, where the, actually the most harmful part you got in there is the toxic isotopes that build up, and that's one quarter of one percent of the rod. That's and, right. And uh, that pretty much goes away over a period of somewhere between uh, 65 and about 85 years. Uh, but you still leaves the other, but that point is really easy to reprocess the rods so you can use them because what that leaves is the U-238, which is the uh, mashed potato part of the rod, and the U-235 or plutonium, which is the hot stuff which operates the system. Yeah, but we can reprocess a lot of that fuel and get the amount of waste way, way, way down. Yeah, Let no, me ask you this. What do you uh, think about them uh, pulling back on Yucca Mountain? I mean, that facility was under development for one or two decades. And yeah. we can't just build another facility overnight to put that waste in. No, that was they're saying that they're, like, they're filling the whole thing up with bombs, which it isn't. Uh, they were uh, not going to put it in there and close the door and go away for 10,000 years. They were going to have people there monitoring it the whole time, and if they had a problem, they could find out which area was having the problem and uh, take care of it. Uh, The thing is, we are coming out with new types of reactors. You couldn't really downsize the old ones that readily because you still had to build huge uh, facilities covering up uh, and they protect them from uh, airstrikes and things. So it was expensive to do that even when you downsize the new type of reactors. You don't have to do uh, as much of that. And uh, some of the new types of reactors they're working with can actually eat up some of the rods as fuel. That's and, absolutely right. And, you know, and, I'm glad you called in with those facts because that's what this program's all about, facts. Unfortunately, we got to take a hard break. So I want to thank you, Craig, for calling in and straightening us out. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Costa Report. 
Hi, I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli, owner of Caraccioli Cellars. I have to say that every time that I've been by, it has been packed with people. It's more of a social environment. Yeah, it's really kind of a meeting place as well in Carmel. A lot of people come and taste a flight of wines before they go to dinner. We have a big screen TV in there. We feed all the games that are local and important, and it definitely becomes a meeting place for people. So you must get a lot of first dates there, maybe? You know, we get a lot of first dates, second dates. A lot of times it's couples that do come in, and we see them again after the first time. I can imagine, and I would suggest that if anyone's thinking about a first date, that might be a really nice place to kick it off. One more time now, where is the tasting room located and what are your hours? We're located right in the heart of Carmel by the Sea, right on Dolores between Ocean and 7th. We're open daily from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. And on Fridays and Saturdays, we actually open up at 11 and stay open till 10 p.m. Ladies, are you tired of fine lines and wrinkles on your face and want to get rid of them? Then let me tell you about the all-natural Esotique Collagen Builder. Esotique is a luxurious anti-wrinkle treatment from Chamonix, guaranteed to give you less fine lines and wrinkles and take years off your appearance. And it works. I've been using Esotique for a couple of months now, and the results are nothing short of amazing. Even my deepest wrinkles are softening, and the fine lines just seem to be fading away. If you've never experienced the amazing luxury of Esotique, here's a simple offer. Call now and get Esotique at half price. That's it. Nothing else to buy. The best wrinkle cream anywhere for half price. Call 800-480-6737, 800-480-6737, and ask for the KSCO Half Price Esotique Special, 800-480-6737, 800-480-6737. Hi everyone, it's MZ, proud to finally be on track to optimal health. You see, I recently spent a week hosting Doc Wallach at my home for the big Super Health Sunday that we put on. This event was an enormous success. This man of 73 looks and acts at least 20 years younger, and it's all because he practices what he preaches. Nothing stops Doc from taking his supplements multiple times a day. Well, it finally rubbed off on me. I'm taking the Healthy Start Pack from Longevity twice a day now. I'm feeling much better and I've already lost eight pounds in less than two weeks. My cravings for junk food are gone and I'm actually starting to look a lot better too. I know that's not saying much. We set up a new website, kscohealth.com and I invite you to visit it and become a customer for the Healthy Start Pack and other wonderful Longevity health products that really work. Support and promote your own good health while you support our KSCO independent operation. Go to kscohealth.com That's kscohealth.com and start up. Have a tea. We're going to do 25 now. 50 now. 75. We're going to go 300. 325. 353. Imagine finding an old painting or chair or fishing lure while rummaging through the attic. Is it junk or is it hidden treasure? Hello, I'm Rob Slowinski of Slowinski Auctions and Appraisers in Scotts Valley. Before you throw that item out, you better make certain it's not hidden treasure. And the way to do that is to join me at 2 p.m. Saturday afternoon here at KSEO for Hidden Treasures Radio Show. Put that item on the table in front of you and call the show. We'll figure out what that item is, where it came from, what it's worth, give or take. So don't throw that item out. Instead, join me, Rob Slowinski of Slowinski Auction Company, Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. for Hidden Treasures Radio Show. Is it junk? 
or is it hidden treasure? To join today's program, call the station at 831-479-1080. That's 831-479-1080. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I want to take a moment to thank Craig uh, during that last segment. Um, he sounded like he had a lot of information about nuclear waste, and I wish I'd had more time to talk to him. So, Craig, if you are still listening, I hope you'll call me back sometime because I, I really do enjoy smart callers like Craig, and so uh, I hope you'll call the program again. I understand that we have attorney John Lawton on the line, so I want to take a minute now to uh, see what he has for us this week. Welcome back to the program, John. Thanks for joining us again. Well, great to be with you. It's always good to be speaking with you. So over the last several weeks, we've been talking about a wide range of issues, and we started with the shock that many families go through when they suddenly have to pay for nursing home care, which is really expensive. And then we also discussed veterans' benefits that many veterans don't know about and don't have any idea how to obtain. That's correct. Uh, but this week, I wanted to respond to questions I've been receiving regarding the new federal tax law that passed back on January 2nd. Oh, well, I know Congress let us go off the fiscal cliff, <laughs> only to come back in the middle of the night and pass a new tax law. So what did they really do? Uh, that's correct. Now we're dealing with sequestration. But first, they let the old law expire, leaving many people vulnerable to what was a massive 55% estate tax on taxpayers dying with, less than a, with more than a million in assets. So when you throw in the average value of a home, life insurance, and other assets, that made a lot of people feel exposed and, and pretty angry. Well, while the anger at Congress has not gone away, Congress did raise the amount that can be passed free of the state tax to five and a quarter million. That's actually ten and a half million for a married couple. And they also had a little kind of complicated provision that made any amount that the, that's not used by one spouse available to avoid tax when the surviving spouse dies, so it could be more than ten point, uh, could be up to ten point five million for one spouse. No kidding. So that takes most of us off the hook for estate taxes when we die. So why do we still need to do estate planning? Well, that's the subject of our conversation today. There are at least a half dozen good reasons why people still need to plan. Avoiding a big death tax is off the table for most people, but it's only one reason to still plan. I've seen these diagrams of estate plans that look pretty complicated and daunting. Well, many old plans are what attorneys called A-B trusts that were a necessary evil designed to avoid tax when each spouse died. Now, it may make sense for many couples to revise their estate plans to remove the complex AB trust funding formula from their trust. This makes administration of their estate easier for the surviving spouse, saves on trust admin costs, and avoids the necessity of filing an additional tax return every year for that trust. Well, saving time and money always makes everybody happy, but you said that there are several other reasons why it's valuable to plan. Well, in many states, probate avoidance is still a big reason. Mm -hmm. In states like California, probate on a million-dollar estate can run close to 25000 just in attorney fees and costs. And there's also a substantial delay, often up to a year, a lot of bureaucracy and loss of privacy if you have to go through probate. 
to say nothing of the emotional toll that goes with all that process. That's very true. I see that all the time. Additional reasons, couples with estates of any size may still want to provide protection for their children. In the event the surviving spouse remarries, uh, the deceased spouse may want to be sure that his or her assets go to his or her children and not end up belonging to the survivor's new spouse or the new spouse's children. I got it. You know, remarriages are so common, even for older couples. And it often leaves children on both sides at war with each other. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody get remarried, pass away, and nothing was left for their children. It all went to the spouse and the the, the new spouse and their children. Well, this is why couples still need to plan, even though they may not be paying any estate tax. And more and more couples are also growing concerned about the cost of long-term care. We've talked about that. You know, or the surviving spouse may require nursing home care uh, or care at home. And these couples are also concerned about obtaining some degree of asset protection for the surviving spouse, both from general creditors, but also for uninsured hospital costs or Medicaid recovery liens. And by properly structuring the estate plan, it's possible to protect against the ravages of the long-term care and judgment creditors of the surviving spouse. Many people are also interested in distributing their share to children and grandchildren in a way that provides the child with divorce protection, asset protection, or just protection against their own folly or immaturity, like if you've got a child that's sort of a spendthrift. Exactly. Parents want to make sure the assets they've spent a lifetime accumulating don't end up in the hands of a divorcing son or daughter-in-law. And many couples also desire to protect their children's inheritance from being wasted, just as you said. The estate plan can leave the inheritance in trust for a child who has drug problems, alcohol problems, that sort of thing. We certainly know stories of a person turning 18 and simply by reaching that age of majority is entitled to receive massive amounts of cash in a lump sum, but may not have the maturity to handle it. And, you know, easily a lifetime of work can be squandered. Well, I've witnessed that, and it's a real common outcome for many young people. And even, you know, 50000 can look like a fortune and lead an 18-year-old astray. You buy the car, wrap it around a tree the following week. Oh, yeah. I, I understand that a trust may, be, uh, may even be drafted to achieve a variety of goals, including creating incentives for the children or grandchildren to maintain a certain GPA, for example. Or finish college. And there you go. Where, that's where you have a gatekeeper, if you will, until the person is a little older and wiser. And then parents can pick a fixed age like 25 or they can stagger it over several birthdays. I call this the three strikes approach. Uh, I even had one client restrict the distribution age for her unmarried son to age 65 so that he'd have something to retire on. 65? <laughs> well, I guess she wasn't planning on him maturing anytime soon. <laughs> well, he just never learned how to handle money <laughs> or find the right person. Yeah, well, that makes sense to have the inheritance supervised in the case a child or grandchild with money management problems, you know, can't really get it together, or there's an addiction or a gambling habit or some track record. I guess it just does make sense to try to put some restrictions in there. 
Yes, it does. And another common reason to plan and leave an inheritance in trust is where the child is disabled or has special needs. Provisions for a special needs trust can protect existing government and medical benefits that the child or the disabled adult is already receiving and still provide for quality of life by paying for supplemental needs that are not met by those programs. Well, I can see how these steps are made out of a parent's love and affection for their child, and they aren't designed to be mean or spiteful in any way. Absolutely not. And as we've just discussed, there are still many valuable reasons, non-tax reasons, to include a trust in a person or a couple's estate planning. So I guess the bottom line is that this new tax law doesn't change our need to create an estate plan all that much, does it? Well, that's the misconception, and of course, that's causing people to put off planning. Yeah, well, that's the one thing you can't put off. You know, planning's one of those things where when you wish you'd done it, it's too late. Well, the new tax law, while it frees up most of us from ever having to pay any gift or estate taxes during our life or when we die, it's no reason not to plan. There you go. Well, we have to take a break now, but I want to thank you for bringing us up to date on the new tax law and all the reasons we have not to procrastinate. Thanks, Rebecca. Always my pleasure. We have to take a short commercial break. Stay right where, stay right where you are. We'll be back after we hear a few words from our program sponsors. You're listening to the Costa Report. If you're anything like me, you're scratching your head and wondering what in the world is going on. We have plenty of technology and more resources and knowledge than at any other time in human history. But we just don't seem to be able to solve our problems anymore. They just get bigger and bigger. What's worse is we know what's going to happen if we continue down this path. And it isn't pretty. So that's why I'm asking you, nope. I'm pleading with you to take a moment to read The Watchman's Rattle, because when you do, you'll be able to spot the five impediments which stand in the way of solving our greatest threats. You'll also discover what you can do about them. Go to RebeccaCosta.com or your favorite bookstore and grab a copy of The Watchman's Rattle. Don't wait. If you care one iota about what's happening to the life you love, you owe it to yourself to read The Watchman's Rattle. It may have taken seven years to write, but you can order it in under a minute. Don't wait to buy. Buy now, then wait. It's a perfect time to buy a home. But sometimes, having a large selection of homes to choose from can be just as confusing as not having enough. Hi, I'm Judy Profeta, owner-broker of Alon Pinnell Realtors in Carmel. Our office has been there for almost 20 years, and I don't remember a time when having an experienced realtor mattered more. In today's world, you need experts to navigate through a vast selection of homes, lending options, and lifestyles. So let the professionals at Alon Pinnell Realtors, the premier real estate company of the Monterey Peninsula, help you. Stop by our offices at the corner of Dolores and Ocean or our main office on Unipero between 5th and 6th in downtown Carmel. Alon Pinnell Realtors, home of agents in the know. 
Recently, Doc Wallach made Alex Jones laugh while Doc was being interviewed by him. Take a listen. Why, when I take Beyond Tangy Tangerine, essential fatty acids, and, and things like Rebound and stuff, why does it make me bounce off the walls and have so much more energy? Well, because your testicles, Alex, God love them, um, <laughs> require all 90 essential nutrients to make testosterone. So if you're eating four to six eggs a day, you're taking the Alex pack twice a day because you're a big guy, um, you're going to produce enough testosterone to make an elephant happy. And so you don't need <laughs> to do any doping here. You don't need to take uh, testosterone patches and all that kind of stuff. You just give your body what it needs, and you will make enough testosterone that you will be a man's man. And that's what's happening to you. You've noticed that. And this is why the, the Olympic athletes, we have Olympic athletes that have four gold medals. We have... Um, one gal, Delisha Jones, she is a woman's woman, but women like testosterone, too, because that's what gives them libido. Uh, when a woman goes for menopause, she stops making not only estrogen and progesterone, but she also stops making testosterone. And so well, you get these aggressive uh, women basketball players or football players or soccer players, and uh, they have lots of testosterone because they're eating four to six eggs a day. They're taking the Alex pack twice a day, and they wind up with gold medals because they have enough testosterone for muscle strength, for energy, stamina, and the proper amount of aggression. The Alex pack that Doc talks about is also called the Healthy Start Pack. And though Doc was funny, he was also very serious about how taking all the nutrients our bodies need will make us feel stronger and better without taking drugs. So if you want your testicles to work better, ladies and gentlemen, visit kscohealth.com and order a Healthy Start Pack. I'm serious. Help yourself and help support KSCO. Go to kscohealth.com and order a Healthy Start Pack. Time to grab that phone. To be on today's program, dial 831-479-1080. That's 831-479-1080. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and we're fortunate to have Luis Alvarez, the CEO and founder of Alvarez Technology, with us again. Welcome back, Luis. How are you today, Rebecca? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am doing terrific. So. <laughs> yeah. so what do you have for us this week? Well, uh, let me start by asking you a serious question. Okay. Have you ever been scroogled? Pardon me? Scroogled. Do you think you've ever been scroogled? Scroogled? <laughs> I can honestly say I have no idea what that means. <laughs> well, you're not alone. At this point, not a lot of people have heard the term Scroogled, but believe me, everyone is going to um, know all about it within the next few months if Microsoft has anything to say about it. Scroogled is a term that Microsoft invented to go after Google as part of a marketing campaign started earlier this month. The goal of the campaign is to steer users away from Gmail and toward Microsoft's new Outlook.com email service. So Microsoft invented a word for a marketing campaign. So what are they trying to accomplish? Well, it's obviously a combination of two words, the second of which is Google, and I'll let you guess the first one. And what they're hoping to do is draw attention to the fact that uh, Gmail, like pretty much all of Google's offerings, including their search engine, is used by the company for marketing purposes, something that Google readily admits. Basically, Google scans the contents of all the emails sent and received by Gmail users and sells that information um, to companies and advertisers who can then target specific products to those users. So how does that really work? 
Well, let's say you sent an email to a friend letting them know that you were on a hunt for a new car, maybe a luxury SUV. Uh, you also visit a few websites like Lexus and, and um, BMW. You strike me as a Beamer gal, am I right? <laughs> well, you got one part of that right. I'm definitely an SUV person. <laughs> <laughs> well, a few days uh, later, you're surfing the web, and suddenly you notice that you're seeing a lot of ads about Lexus and you know BMW SUVs on the websites that uh-huh. you're visiting. And that's called behavioral marketing. By tracking the things that you're interested in, marketers can present ads that appeal specifically to your wants and desires. Okay, that is explaining a lot. A few weeks ago, I was searching for a replacement for my vacuum cleaner. And since then, every single time I'm on the web, all I see are vacuum cleaner ads. So how did that happen? Well, marketing companies use a number of systems to analyze your online activities, but the primary tool they use is um, the browser cookie, which is a small bit of data like a fingerprint that tracks what you do online and lets websites you're visiting present content tailored specifically to your activities. It's the bread and butter of online advertising, but some people don't like cookies and they think it's an invasion of privacy. And that's why Microsoft is going after Google with a Scroogled campaign. Scroogled campaign. You know, I've been around long enough to remember Microsoft was known for going after its rivals using... um, questionable charges, shall I say. Uh, Is this one of those types of things that's going to come and go? Well, you know, Microsoft did become famous for creating what we call uh, FUD, or F-U-D, which is an acronym for Fear, Uncertainty, and Doubt. Mm -hmm. It wasn't lying exactly. It's more about confusing consumers and creating doubts about the competition, using enough truthful facts mixed with speculation and, you know, quasi-charges to make consumers reconsider doing business with their rivals. Microsoft's Scroogled campaign is just the, the most recent incarnation of the FUD approach to marketing, but it's controversial for its confrontational approach. You know, the IT industry is not known for aggressively negative, in-the-trenches type of marketing, so this direct attack on Google has surprised a lot of people. Yeah, it doesn't even seem in keeping with Microsoft. So is Microsoft right? Is Google using and abusing our private information to manipulate us? Well, like many technology issues that we talk about, it's complicated. Um, both Google and, and Microsoft's hosted email systems scan your email. They, well, they have to. They check for spam and for antivirus protection, if nothing else. The difference is that Google also uses the, the results of those scans to target advertising, whereas Microsoft doesn't do that. Google doesn't let you turn off that kind of targeted advertising if you want. You can enable that or disable that um, within your Gmail account. But you can't disable all the ads since that's how they make their money. Microsoft's Outlook.com service uses demographic information, the kind of things you provide when you sign up for the account to steer advertisers your way, but they don't use anything they pick up when they scan your email. You know, both services are ostensibly free, so you can pick the one that works best for you. Just remember, though, nothing in life is really free. It may be muddled, but there's always a price to pay, even if there's no money that ever leaves your pocket. Here's the thing that bothers me. You know, they're basically saying we're going to give you this email service and the search engine free, but we're going to track every single thing that you go after. And on the one hand, it it just feels uh, like an invasion of privacy that I'm being watched. And then certain information is being pulled out, handed over to other companies so that they can bombard me with ads um, tailored to my interests. 
Uh, it just it just doesn't feel in my gut. You, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't feel oh, right yeah. in no, my I, gut. I, I I fully understand that, and you know that that's one of the problems with the 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 type of marketing that's now done on the digital medium. You know, it's so targeted and so specific that sometimes you wonder how they you know how do they know that that's something I'm interested in? How do they you know can I just stop seeing SUV ads. I bought one already. You know, it's just, it, it gets frustrating sometimes because you feel like you're being watched and, and that the information um, that you're putting out there when, when you think you're, you're, you know, just having a good time surfing the web is being used against you. I know. And, you know, there's just this implied idea in our heads that email exchanges that between people are somehow private. It's how kids get trapped sending these uh, tweets to each other and, you know, pictures in their swimsuits to one another and that kind of thing. Everybody's um, operating on this idea, this delusion that what they're doing on the internet is private. And you know we've seen you know I don't know how many more hacks we can we can have or how many how much more information can be revealed but we've seen that it, there is nothing private on the internet this is a very public place and and uh, the information you put out there can live there forever. Actually, I don't think there's anything in private anywhere. I mean, <laughs> you know, now with everybody with a smartphone that can take a photograph or a video. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, there's really what I guess it's privacy when you turn the light out and lock the you know, lock your bedroom door. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, the, and the that way, that's a big maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the way you make sure nobody gets into your computer is never turn it on. So that's that's probably uh, the safest thing you can do. There you go. Well, we're almost out of time, but I want to thank you for stopping by and bringing this to our attention. And next time uh, someone asks if I've been scroogled, uh, at least I'll know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yes, see you. you. We'll see you again next week. This is Luis Alvarez of the Alvarez Technology Group reminding everyone that when it comes to technology, forewarned is forearmed. I do enjoy Lewis uh, quite a bit, and I, uh, boy, it's just shocking where technology is taking us. Uh, I don't know if listeners are as surprised by what he comes up with week after week as I am, but you know, I, on the one hand, I'm excited to learn what's breaking in technology, and on the other hand, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm ambivalent. Well, that's all the time we have. If I wasn't able to take your call uh, today, please email me at my website at RebeccaCosta.com or you can send me a note on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. And if you missed the full interview with Christy Todd Whitman today, you can grab it from our website, RebeccaCosta.com or also on Apple iTunes. Uh, and I do have to say that it was a terrific interview if you're interested in whether this nation has or does not have a national energy policy and where we're headed uh, before gasoline gets up to $20 and $50 a gallon, um, I really suggest that you listen to um, one of our great representatives in this country, Christy Todd Whitman. She did a lot for the EPA, and uh, and I hope that you'll go to her website as well. Uh, don't forget to mark your calendars if you're near the central coast of California on Thursday, February 28th. I am speaking at the Author and Wine Series at Caraccioli Cellars between 6 and 8 p.m. That's right there off of Ocean and Dolores Avenues in Carmel, one of the all-time prettiest tasting rooms I've ever been in. 
Stop by for a glass of wine and food. The event is free and it's open to the public. So please stop by and introduce yourself. One of my great pleasures is meeting listeners face to face. And lastly, many of you know my guest next week as Captain Kirk. T.J. Hooker, Denny Crane, and even the Priceline negotiator, the one and only William Shatner will be with us to talk about whether Internet anonymity has provided a platform for racist, sexist, homophobics, and other haters. Don't miss a frank and very provocative conversation with William Shatner right here, same place, same time, on your favorite weekly news program. Until then, I'm Rebecca Costa, and I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Costa Report. Just about everyone knows that fruits and vegetables are good for our health, but not everyone knows how to build a healthier plate. Hi, I'm Amy Tobin, a cookbook author and culinary expert. For each meal, nutrition experts recommend filling half of your plate with fruits and veggies. Whether it's fresh berries with your breakfast cereal, a wrap filled with your favorite roasted vegetables for lunch, or a medley of crunchy veggies for a pre-dinner nibble, Dole provides the freshest and highest quality produce available. When you load up on all the nutritional good stuff, you give your meal an instant boost of color, flavor, and texture, plus vitamins and minerals and fiber, everything your body needs to succeed. For nutritional inspiration and to learn more about Dole's fresh, whole, and cut vegetables and a full line of berries, visit Dole.com. With Dole as your partner in health, the possibilities are endless. Visit Dole.com. Welcome to Automated Computer Services, America's most drawn-out tech support line. One moment, please. For a full listing of our personnel, press 1. Please enter the person's full name, starting with their last, then their first, followed by their bank account number and their birth date. I'm sorry, there is nobody here by that name. For a full listing of our staff, press 1. To speak with a customer service representative, press 2. Thank you. Your current wait time is 4 hours and 37 minutes. Please enjoy the music. Tired of unfriendly computer support? Slow computer? Viruses? Spyware? No problem. Call the friendly computer experts at User-Friendly Computing. We take care of all your PC, Macintosh, and laptop needs. Mention KSCO and get a free $50 diagnostic. Visit us today at 505 River Street on the way to downtown Santa Cruz, across from Gateway Plaza. We give you a choice. Drop your computer by the shop, or we'll come to you. Call us today at 423-9653. User-friendly computing. From San Jose to Salinas, Red Hot News Talk, AM 1080, KSCO, Santa Cruz. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.